hello. Welcome to week 102, All the Balls. Jake Platter, Justin Miller, and we are live. And that's it. From the one and only Weymouth, Massachusetts, on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, August 10th. We're 1974. Yeah. We're one-third through the month of August, and you know what that means. Training camp, preseason, regular season, football. It's almost that time. It will be that time. And in about 27 days, it will actually be the night of the first regular season game of the season. But, hey. Oh, boy. We can talk about that. Years, months, weeks down the line. We're here to t- today to talk to you about sports. Right? Yes. But first, we're here today to talk to you about the year of 2002 in sports. Because you know why? This is episode 102 of All the Balls. So thank you for joining us today. Once again, for all of you viewing it, I, I can see the eyeballs, but I can't see you guys. So I don't know who you are. If you want to let me know who you are, I'd love to hear the names. Uh, we got one comment. Who What's is your it? name? Of course, it's our most viewed man, Mark, Mark Sessa. Mark Sessa, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your nice Wednesday afternoon. It looks like it's about to pour outside, actually. No, it looks pretty good. Looks like the thunder's about to start, the lightning. Jake's preseason game's going to get canceled tomorrow. All right, let's start, Jake. 2002 champions, first in the NBA. If you know it, you can put it in the comments. But, Jake, you know who won the championship in the year 2002? Was it the Lakers? The right answer is... The Los Angeles Lakers. Congratulations. You yes. won a Dasani water bottle. Yes. Um, yeah, 2002 Lakers beat the Brooklyn. Well, actually, it was the New Jersey Nets back then. Four games to nothing. Is this when Vince Carter and all of them were still rocking and rolling in that big three? Or Richard, Richard Jefferson? Uh, yeah, they might have had RJ. Bridget, Bridget Jefferson? They might have had Bridget Jefferson. So it was Bridget Jefferson. Oh, what's up, Bridget? Um, yeah, we had Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter, Jason Kidd. Lakers swept them four games to zero, and we can officially say they got the brooms out that season. Get Gee, the brooms out, Bridget. I didn't realize Time they... Time to start cleaning. Yeah. I didn't realize they won it that year, did you? you? Turn the temperature up, down. NHL. You know who won the Stanley Cup in 2002? Ronnie Turioff. Yeah. He's, like, dead, I think. Going once, going twice. It was the Detroit Red Wings. They beat the Carolina Hurricanes that year four games to one. They win every year. Seems like they've probably won three of these last six years that we did the show. And then um, Carolina beat the Devils the year before that. So Detroit, I think they won in 2000 and they won in 1998 or nine or something like that. So the Red Wings were definitely the story of hockey back then. And then World Series champion in the year of 2002, if you had a guess. Yankees. 2002? No, Jake, that's 2003. 2002 was the Anaheim Angels. Beating the San Francisco Giants four games to three. I have no recollection. You said 2003. No, it's two. This is 2002. It was the Anaheim Angels four to three over the San Francisco Giants. And I believe that was the last time the Anaheim Angels won a World Series. Then they got David McKinnon and they got rid of him. So that was the story there. Angels won it in 02. What's up, Bridget? They actually just had their 20-year anniversary. Bridget's having a, a fit over there. Why? I don't know. And then... I do know, but I'm not going to say. Because she's crazy. And then finally, who won the Super Bowl in that year? Well, it was actually 2001, but it was the 2002 season. I think you should get this one right. Patriots. Patriots won it over the Rams. No, you're wrong because it's really the 2003 Super Bowl. Remember how you have to do this flippity thing? So the year after the Patriots beat St. Louis in the Super Bowl, 
the Super Bowl winner in 2003 was... Tampa Bay. Good. Over who? Oh, that was right? Yeah. Um, I remember watching the Super Bowl. I don't remember who they played, but I'll take a guess. I'm going to go with... um, This was a shitty Super Bowl. It was a blowout. 48-21. Let's go with the Chargers. Tampa Bay beat the Oakland Raiders All in that right, Super Bowl. Whatever. I actually remember sitting on one of my best friend, my dad's best friend's couches, and I was a little, I was probably in my feety pajamas. I can't believe I got that right. Uh, you got half of it right, so. What? A, no, we're, simmer down, we're just talking simmer about down. the champions. Simmer down, simmer down. What we're the hell? What is about that? the champions here. We have new smoothies on the show now. We're incorporating on um, Wednesday afternoons. But um, is that strawberry? Yeah. Can't have it. Yeah. And then the award, what That's else? Bitter. What else happened in 2002, Jake? The U.S. Open was won by Tiger Woods. We got um, Ernie Els, who won another championship, whoever the hell that is. Who's that, like the bowling champion? The Masters, of course, was Tiger Woods again. There was a FIFA World Cup, Japan and South Korea, we were freaking going crazy. Australian Open was won by Thomas Johansson. Never heard of him. Pete Sampras. I think that's enough talk about 2002. What? You getting nervous over there? Yeah. The fuck? I mean, the hell? Sorry, I can't swear on Facebook Live. All right, so that's all for 2002. Um, it was a pretty good year, except I like 2004 better. All right, let's get the rip out of the way. Unfortunately, baseball lost one of their top play-by-play broadcasters in not only the past couple of years, not only the past couple 20 years, not only 30 years, but probably all the time. And that is Vin Scully. Unfortunately, I never really got to hear him too much because I'm still a young boy. But, hey, he's regarded as probably the best play-by-play broadcaster, baseball-wise, of all time. So rest in peace to Vin Scully, Los Angeles Dodgers broadcaster. He was doing games as of four or five years ago as well. And this guy just gave his heart and soul to the game of baseball. If you've ever heard of Vin Scully broadcast, I recommend you go back and just listen to a couple more because this, this guy was well worth my time and your time as well. And if you never heard of Vin Scully, Jake, I don't know if you've ever heard his voice before. If you have, have. you have I heard his voice. I saw the tributes for him. How was it? Was it enjoyable? Yeah. But if you if you never heard him, if you never heard Vince Scully's voice, I really, really, really do recommend you go turn on Netflix, Hulu, ESPN Plus, listen to Vince Scully. Whether you're bridge or just watching popcorn and eating TV, I'm kidding the opposite. Or if you're just maybe even Marissa, one of Bridget's lifelong friends, just going and watching TV, sitting on her couch, listen to some Vince Scully. I don't care who you are, is what I'm saying. Listen to Vince Scully. But yeah, seriously, rest in peace to him. Great play-by-play broadcaster. What's so funny? You don't like Bridget and Marissa? I love them. I think they're good people. All right, so speaking of broadcasters and Vince Scully dying, I said to Jake as we got back from Fenway Park, um, name your top five play-by-play broadcasters of all time. So Jake started at five, and then he went all the way to one, and he also got four, three, and two in between. I... uh... I don't have... I have some duos. In total, I have five names. He's a, du- he's a duo. But I got some retired... Or does retired count? Does Hey, as long does, as they talk. Does deceased count? They can be dead. They can be alive. They can be on their deathbed. Okay. They can be okay. just born and, you know, they're going to be a great broadcaster someday. Well, I, I didn't really get to, to hear the greatness of this first one, but... Yeah, I mean, neither did I. But I love me some John Madden highlight narrated clips. It's a good one. I forgot about him. So John Madden's on there for me. I, you know, I think we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Baby, take the knee. This, yeah, I'm I'm playing for for the long game here with a, with a rookie quarterback in this situation. He just doesn't have it. We know how that story ended. That ended. That started a dynasty. 
And if you want to say Brady it's still going on. But yeah, John Madden was phenomenal. As someone else, who said Joe Madden? Bridget. Oh, yeah. Um, so John Madden, I got some college basketball in there. Do you want me to say my five or you want to just breeze through? I'm going through mine, then you can clean up. So John Madden, I do like. I do like. I just, I'm sorry, but I forgot about him. But how could you forget the video game? I'm a big, big fan of some Bill Walton commented games. Yeah, I, I don't write him because he's not play-by-play, but good one. Hey, knock it off, dude. This guy's voice is on over the game. That's enough for me. Bill he, Walton he, he's is on a lifelong acid trip. And every word that comes out of his mouth is so bizarre and so weird. You just you just gotta love it. He's high. It's every college basketball game. Usually he does the late ones because he's in California. Like ten thirty at night, you could be watching a UCLA USC game. This guy's baked out of his mind. Probably did a couple bong rips before the game. He could be talking about blueberries coming from a playground. I mean, this guy talks about ridiculous things. And you're just listening to the game. And sometimes he'll talk so much that he's talking over the play by play guy. And Jason Benetti will just. You can kind of tell in his voice he's a little annoyed because he has no time to actually call the game. But Bill Walton just friggin' Bill Walton I don't know is what's coming show. out of his mouth. Bill Walton is the show, is the thing. It's so. pretty funny. Yep. Especially during college basketball season. Those nights I remember in my basement from when I was a kid just listening. I'm like, this guy must be on some drugs. And he, and he is. Yeah, he's definitely on like a lifelong acid trip. So, Jake, number four, I really do like that one. Thank you. So, I'm going to keep going. And uh, we're going to move into football. No longer the the duo that we once listened to, but man, I'm gonna remember it my whole life because that may be the greatest catch I've ever seen. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were yeah perfect. They were a perfect combo, and then Al had to get old and not want to do it anymore. But man, oh man, that was a, a great combo. I I loved listening to both those yeah. guys. They were they were fantastic. Um, so that's I, that's a duo. I got another duo on there. Um, Football? No. We talking about Tommy points? We're talking about yeah. We're talking about Tom, Mike Gorman, Tommy Heinsohn. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. That was legendary. Glad we got to meet him. Um, man, that was he was great. They were both great together. We love you, Scal, but you're yeah. not that great. Scal, yeah, Scal's fine. He's not Tommy in any way. Mike is is still great. Um, but yeah, without without those shout outs to the little guy or how much he loves Marcus or Avery Bradley. He would have been happy last year. I mean Yeah, he would have been like complete the game. Like Tatum is playing like a complete bum. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was Tommy for that you. Draymond Green. He was definitely very He's a good. real horse's ass. Yeah. Or he, he his ass looks like a horse or something like that. But Donkey. That was number two? That's it for me. Oh, so two and one, Tommy, Mike. I, I completely understand now. Yeah. All right. So um, number five for me, he might he might not be the most entertaining, but man, does he know how to call not only a football game, but have you ever watched the Masters and listened to Jim Nance? You're not supposed to be crazy like during Hello, golf. Hello, friends. Hello, this is Jim. I mean, he does everything right when it comes to play by play broadcasting and especially football. I think him and Tony Romo mesh completely. Very, very, very great together. And I know some people don't like Tony Romo because he just all he does is predict the plays, guess yeah, the he's plays. Annoying. But then when you listen to Jim Nance, just call it like it is the play-by-play aspect of the game. This guy's absolutely incredible. So Jim Nance, number five for me on the list of 
play-by-play broadcasters. Then when you want to move on to number four, have you ever heard the four-letter word called bang before? Like there's a bang for your buck? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about it for? Joe Buck. Mike Breen. Oh! Bang! Yeah. (laughs) Jake didn't get that one. Yeah, I mean, this guy... When he's calling the play-by-play of a basketball game, especially in the playoffs, I think he's the best play-by-play voice there is for the NBA. I know there's a lot of guys out there, probably about at least 30 to 50, that do it on a consistent basis in the NBA season. But, man, when you listen to Mike like Green... Reggie Miller. Reggie's not bad. Neither is Chris Webber, actually. But but this guy, for a guy that didn't play in the NBA... Stan Van Gundy. Just, Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, completely play-by-play-wise. This guy, Mike Green, whether he's doing bang, whether he's banging his wife, whether he's banging someone else whether he's calling bangs on the friggin' TV when Clay Thompson's swishing a three ball, this guy can bang all he wants if he keeps doing play-by-play the way he does. What about the Clippers guy that was like, bingo? Who? <laughs> Every time they did a three, instead of bang, he'd say bingo. I don't, rec- I don't, I don't know that guy. <laughs> bingo. So Mike Breen's number four for me on that list. Moving on to number three. In my opinion, besides... No, I didn't get to listen to Vince Scully that much. So baseball-wise... Right. As much as I think Bill o- Dave O'Brien is okay, Red Sox broadcaster, there is nobody, and I mean nobody like Don Orsillo. If you listen to Red Sox games back in the day when it was Jerry Remy and Don Orsillo calling the play-by-play of those games, I mean, Don Orsillo, he called it as it was, and especially when those guys hit home runs. I mean, Don Orsillo, I think, in my opinion, is the best play-by-play voice there is in baseball, and I am ashamed that the Red Sox let him go to San Diego. I don't care that they don't want to pay him money or whatever the situation was there in San Diego. But Boston should have done everything in their willpower to have kept Don Orsillo as the play-by-play broadcaster of the Boston Red Sox. Great voice and an even better person, Don Orsillo. And I don't know if you've ever heard him before, Jake, but Don Orsillo calling baseball games is like me going... Bridget wants to be on the show. Really? But yeah, Don Orsillo calling play-by-play games for the Red Sox was me like when I was a little kid with my aunt going to a candy store on a Saturday morning. Very enjoyable. The bingo guy is Ralph Lawler, by the way. Never heard of him. Thank you, though. So Orsillo's number three for me. Number two... Oh. Bank shot bingo, he says. Bank shot bingo. Sounds like something you'd call it at a county county fair or something. What the hell is he calling bank shot bingo for? Bank shot bingo. It sounds like a guy at a carnival. Like when someone shoots one of those ducks... Bank shot, bingo. All right. um, Number two for me got to be Joe Buck. I mean, this guy can do baseball. He can do football. He can be on ESPN. He can be on NBC. He can be on Nickelodeon. This guy could be anywhere that he wants to be, and I still love him from the day he's here until the day he dies. Joe Buck, you you like him for football or baseball? I mean, you don't Eh. listen to baseball. You don't like Joe Buck? Eh. Him and Troy Aikman? I think Joe Buck's a little boring. Hey, he's the voice of Monday Night Football now. I don't care. You got a shit ton of money for it, and they agree with me. He's the voice of Monday Night Football. So, Joe Buck, I love you a whole lot. Good voice. Bring back Chris. Amazed? Yeah. But, in my opinion, the number one voice, play-by-play-wise, I think it's the hardest sport that you can actually do play-by-play broadcasting, is the one and only Mike Emmerich. He retired. Have you ever heard Mike Emmerich doing hockey? Oh, my God. Rebound! Yeah. Scored! There was nothing like Mike Emmerich, and I don't care if you don't like hockey, and I don't care if you like hockey. But either way, pretend you're going to sleep. 
Pretend you go to sleep with your girlfriend and you just turn on a hockey game and you hear Mike Emmerich. What am I doing? Sleep? I guarantee you. I guarantee your eyes are gonna open and you're gonna go white. Like wow, this guy's unbelievable. And I don't care if it's a goal or these guys are just skating on the ice. Rebound. Or it's a rebound. Mike Emmerich had it all and he still has it all, but he decided to retire. And there's nobody in the game like him. So Mike Emmerich is number one on my list of play-by-play broadcasters. Let's move on. You didn't even say any bowling broadcasters. Mookie Betts? Who is it? I don't know. Pins McGee? Yeah. Rebound. All right, so moving on. Ricochet! I like ricochets. All right, moving on. Let's get some Red Sox news in there because we have to because what's going on right now is just completely and totally unacceptable. What's going on in Boston with the Red Sox? I said to someone the other day, it might have been a couple people, I thought the Red Sox still had a chance. They were still in the race. That was before the Kansas City Royals series started because before that series, the Red Sox just got finished with three games against one of the best teams in baseball, the Houston Astros, and we actually beat them two games out of three. So I said, hey, now you're facing a Kansas City team that's at least 20 games under five hundred. You have a great chance to at least win three out of four games, maybe even sweep their freaking asses out of Kansas City. You go in there... And you know what they did? They lost three out of four games to the freaking Kansas City Royals. That's okay. The last place Kansas City Royals in the American League Central Division. And after that series was over, I believe they, they lost game three on a walk-off home run. And then game four, they got completely and utterly destroyed when me and Jake took our freaking asses to Twin River Casino. After that day, and after I found out the final result at the Red Sox losing that final fourth game to Kansas City, I completely lost interest. Wow. And I'm not saying I lost interest. Like, I'm not going to hang it's out over. with girls and go to the Fenway Park and see Jake and Bridget and wave to them from across the, the yard. But I'm telling you right now, I think the season's over. And I didn't want to say it for a long time. But with – they've played 111 games. They have 51 games left. And they're five games out of the wild card. And I know that's still a shit ton of baseball left to be played. But with 51 games left in a lot of games against division opponents – I'm giving up on the Red Sox. I don't know if Jake's looking up what the odds are that the Sox still have a chance to win the, the make the playoffs or anything like that, or That's if they idea. even have that. They don't. But right now, I think the season's over. And I know they, they're only five games out of the wild card race, but when you lose to a team like Kansas City, and you show me that you don't have any balls to at least compete in a couple of those games. We have all the balls. I don't think you're going to be talking about Red Sox playoff baseball. You're not going to be talking about playoff baseball in October because the Red Sox fucking suck. They're a bad team. They're, in my opinion, they're turning into a bad organization with John Henry and with Tom Warner saying they don't want to pay for guys like Mookie Betts, shipping guys like Andrew Benintendi out of baseball for nobodies, getting rid of John Lester when you don't want to pay a guy that was been one of the best pitchers in Red Sox baseball for the last decade plus. I mean, this team doesn't want to do anything. And we talked about it today with our buddy Mitch. We'll talk about what we actually did today in a couple of seconds here. But they don't want to pay anyone. They get their asses in the seats because it can be like more of like a tourist trap in the summer. Guys coming from Mexico and Portugal and Dubai and Israel going to Boston and realizing they want to see Fenway Park. They come from closer places than that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're coming from West Bridgewater. Maybe they're coming from Raynham. Wherever they're coming from. I don't care where you're coming from if you're coming anywhere. I mean, but it's Fenway Park. But you want to see a good product. But the Red Sox aren't a good product right now. They're three games under five hundred with a roster that's completely talented enough to make the playoffs. And right now, they don't have a shot. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks if I think I change my opinion. But from here on out, my opinion's not changed. Jake, any thoughts on this? No, I'm with you. They, they're they very disappointing this year. I think 
we going into the year questioned the bullpen and and the the rotation of pitchers, but that's been less of a problem than the than the bats. In all honesty, um, we just need more consistency with the bats. Yeah, there's no consistency, and I I completely agree with all Jake just said. I think there's three main reasons why the team is playing like they're playing. I think first of all, the bullpen completely and utterly fucking blows. The bullpen. We knew that was going to happen, though. The bullpen, we did, and they didn't do anything to address in the offseason. Yeah, they got Jake Diekman, who they shipped out the door at the trade deadline. Yeah, they got Matt Strom, who can't even afford to get a haircut, it looks like, and he's on the injured list right now. Those two guys are useless. The only lefties in the bullpen right now are Austin Davis, who looks like he can't even throw a fastball to save his freaking life, and then Darwinson Hernandez doesn't even look like he'd be good enough to pitch on the Brockton Rocks right now. He's, he's been terrible. So right now... Salt the Brockton Rocks. I like Brockton. I mean... The Rocks. But um, they don't have any lefties in the bullpen. Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock can't stay healthy to even go to a doctor's visit. And then, what? And then they got righties coming out of their bullpen, like Caleb Ort, who I've barely ever heard of, who's back in Worcester now. Hmm. And then Sawa Moore is the only guy that I'm going to give credit to. But Sawa I mean, Moore sucks. Chris Sale can't get a break this year. Yeah. Except for his wrist. We're going to be talking about that in a second. Bridget's on her... Bridget's on your A game right now. I don't know. I don't know what you ate this morning for breakfast. I don't know if it was the Pitbull concert last night. Oh, it might have been the Jello shots, which I'm stealing. My head is pounding me oh, right now. Too. But holy crap! I feel like we're doing the show on a friggin' jet plane right now. But the Red Sox are horrible. The, it, the bullpen's number one. Number two for me, as much as I love Xander Bogarts, probably I think I went the wrong way, but you can't see me anyways. I'm wearing a shirt. But as much as I love Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez. The power hasn't been there this year for those two. And when, no. you, and when you think about the lineup, you need their power badly, as I almost threw up my jello shot in my mouth. But you need their power very badly, and that's not happening this season, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen at all. And the third reason why, I don't like to blame health, but the, the, the team can't get healthy. I mean, they've had at least 15 guys on the injured list all season long, whether it's starting rotation guys, bullpen guys, guys in the lineup one through nine, whether it's Alex Cora. Kyle guys. Yeah, whether it's Kyle guys. The team can't stay healthy. So, moving on to Bridget's point, as she's our, our third guest on the show today. We'll, we'll say the Chris Sale thing in a second, but Jackie Bradley Jr., not really health, but they got rid of him, and... As much as I hate to say it, I think it's good riddance because this is a guy that, as much as he was a great center fielder for the club, the guy couldn't even hit a softball. I mean, the guy really was not a great hitter his whole time in Boston. So Jackie Bradley's gone. Yep. Probably a decent move, Jake. I don't know if you have any thoughts on JBJ at all. Well, we probably just shouldn't have made the move to get him in the first place. Yeah, it, was a, it was a bad but move. But best to get out from under all that while you, while you still can. Yeah, they're still paying him, but who cares? Toronto Blue Jays signed him, so knowing the Red Sox, they'll be playing Toronto in one of the games that we go yeah, to. He'll, he'll make a game-saving catch or he'll walk off home run into left field. And then the Chris Sale news. I don't know if you know about it, what happened a couple days back. He's obviously injured right now, and they said he could be back maybe the last month of the season. But he was playing catch at Boston College with whoever the freak it was he wanted to play catch with. And then he had to go get lunch. And he took his bike. I assume he lives somewhere in the area, probably near BC. Took his bike after he was playing catch at Boston College. He fell off his bike and basically broke his wrist is what it sounds like. And that's the end of Chris Sale's season. They... What the hell's up with this guy? They shouldn't give him this contract. I thought you were going to say they shouldn't give him a bike. I mean, it's his bike. <laughs> No more bikes for him. I mean, it's ridiculous. This guy's been hurt 
I think I saw the last two seasons, he's made about 11 combined starts between the regular season and playoffs. We signed this guy for a boatload of money, and there is nothing that this guy can do to stay on the baseball field. Nothing. Maybe he doesn't want to be on the baseball field. Whether it's falling off bike, bikes, getting hit in the wrist by a baseball. White bikes. It's ridiculous. And this is a guy that they thought was going to be their number one guy. And when he's on the baseball field, he usually is their number one guy. But right now, he just has not been that guy. And don't say Kyle guy. Uh, Lawrence guy. Lawrence guy. Sengem Bellum guy. <laughs> but yeah, he just he can't stay on the baseball field. And whether he was coming back or not, the baseball team ain't going anywhere, in my opinion. So that's my feelings on that. But Chris Sale falling off a bike. I mean, what, did you not see the speed bump in the middle of the road? And he just went flying like Ron Wilson or something? Like, like, like how does that happen? Maybe he was drunk. Yeah, he was drunk playing catch on the baseball field. He doesn't even, I hate to say it, but he doesn't look well either. Like, not to just make this a all the balls episode of shitting on Chris Sale. He, he, he looks way too skinny for his belonging, and he looks epically pale. Pale Sale? He looks like a pale Sale that doesn't have any whale. No, he, he looks really bad. So, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with him. If he can't get healthy, as much as you want to say good riddance, but it's been a disaster of a signing. So that's what's going on with Chris Sale. Moving on to the next thing, Jake, if the season ended today, what would be your World Series prediction? Jesus, that even hurt. The I think we're all, all World tired. Series champions would be the LA Dodgers, and they would defeat the Houston Astros in six games. Me and Jake are on the same page with the in six games, as I just wrote that now. But I got the LA Dodgers winning the World Series this year. They can't be stopped right now. Between their lineup, their Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson pitching their freaking balls off this season so far. But I got the LA Dodgers over. Boo. The New York Yankees. They're slumping, bro. They are slumping. They have the same record as Houston. I can't wait to see them lose. The Yankees aren't winning the World Series as much as... John LaMagna, what a freaking ass that kid. I'm just kidding, John. I hate you sometimes. but And then Sessa, boo. Connor. Connor, you suck. Good riddance. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be the Dodgers. See you tonight. See you tonight. Oh, boy, there goes my pins and needles. There they come. Um, it's the Dodgers over the Yankees, and that's my take on who I think will win and lose the World Series. Jake, you have any updated? Oh, I felt the rum shot at this time. <laughs> um, the updated award picks. No. American League MVP, it gotta be it gotta be Aaron Judge. I mean, the guy's hitting for power, hitting for contact, barely striking out. It gotta be Aaron Judge in the American League. Ow, pins and needles are really hurting right now. National League MVP, Jake, take a guess. I'll stick with what I had before. Trey Turner. <laughs> I did not think you'd say Trey Turner. My legs killing me. Um, okay, then Ow. relax. You're gonna break something. Um, I will go with. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> this leg is not well right now. Um, I'm going with what were we saying? You I never get pins and needles. I don't know. Juan Soto. Does that count? This is going to be called the unwell episode. Can Soto be moved to a team and then... I think so. And then be their MVP? Um, 
That was really close to my leg chopped off. Um, I went with Paul Goldschmidt. I think Paul Goldie Gold- ain't winning. He's not losing. This guy's like 34 bucks years old, and he, he's hitting balls like he's never hit him in his life. He's been awesome this season for the St. Louis Cardinals. And this is a St. Louis Cardinals team that I didn't have the highest expectations for. But, man, he's playing the best baseball he's played in his whole career. And this guy's been around since my great-grandmother. I mean, RIP. But this guy seems like he's been around forever. And Yeah. So I'm going with Aaron Judge in the American League, Paul Goldie Schmidt in the National League, American League Cy Young, got to be Justin Verlander. I mean, not just because he has the best name to ever exist, but this guy's pitching like one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he has one of the hottest wives to ever exist. Or girlfriend. Is she a girlfriend or wife? I think it's his wife. But if you have Kate Upton and you're pitching like you can pitch on a diamond that we were on today, I mean, that's not easy. So you're, you're telling me you're freaking going home and banging Kate Upton, and then you're going out on Sunday or Monday night and you're pitching basically close to perfect games and no hitters. I mean, if I was Justin Verlander... I decide where I'm getting buried tomorrow. I mean, what else does he have left to accomplish? Um, Win a Cy Young, which he's going to do this year, which he already has a couple of them. I mean, tell, come on. Kate Upton, baseballs. What a combo. I thought D'Angelo's had good combos. Dogs. I mean, seriously. And ju- I don't even think, not to be any homo here, I don't think Justin Rowland is like a top-notch looking guy. He's fine. He's probably a good dude. He's a good dude. You got a banging wife and... He's going to win a Cy Young this year. Let's move on to the National League Cy Young. On the National League side of things, Jake, do you have any predictions on who you think deserves to be the Cy Young Award winner there? Um, because my guy, his initials are TG. I know, there's really not a lot of people with those initials. Tom Gordon. Goslin. Yeah, Tony Goslin. Gonslin. Guy's 13-1 and one with a 2.30 ERA. He looks like a lumberjack. What about that guy, um... Scherzer? No. Shan... Schmuck? God, Sham God? No, Shan... It's not Shanahan. You're talking about Shane McClanahan. Shane McClanahan. He's in the American League, though. Yeah, Shane McClanahan. He's been good, but he's been iffy lately. So I'm going with Tony Gonson for National League Cy Young, and that wraps up our award winners. Let's move on. Okay. Today... Today. Me and Jake... Jake and I... Same shit. got, Got the ability... To opportunity be, to be on the baseball field at Fenway Park, most the most beloved ballpark in all of baseball. Because I was there. Shout out to Mitch Lerner, probably not listening right now, but he basically gave us an opportunity to go to Fenway Park today with his company, Samuel Adams. Didn't know any of the other guys, but they all seem like nice guys and girls. I didn't get to meet Sam. Yeah, or Adam, but um, heard they're nice people. I don't know how that whole train started, anyways, but. Yeah. We basically got the opportunity to hit between 10 and 15 baseballs on the field. Free hot dogs. Fenway Franks, I should say. Free beer. Free Sam Adams. Free cookies. Free pieces of bacon. Free scrambled... Were they scrambled? Yeah. Free eggs that were scrambled. Home fries. Free brownies that I looked at. Bagels. Watermelon. Watermelon. And... A A tour of the facility. You got a tour of Fenway Park... Jake got the opportunity to go in the Green Monster, to go in the press box, to look at a beautiful garden. I mean... It, I love the garden. Jake did. You, you really were going pants off about that garden. I was looking at you. Jake's over there taking, like, videos and pictures of this garden. I'm like, like, Jake, I really didn't give a shit about the garden, to be honest with you. But Jake's over there, like... The he, garden's cool. The Fenway has their own little garden 
that they grow 6,000 pounds of produce from every year. See, I didn't even listen to, to that. Did they say I, that? Yeah, I listened. Yeah. So that they can... The guy was like, if you are if you come to Fenway and you're really in the mood for a kale Turkey. salad, yeah, then it was grown right here in Fenway Park, and we give all the other food away to, to hungry Charities. people. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, I guess no other no other diamond in the major leagues has a garden, I'd assume. Unless you go to what's the place in Sharon, Wardsbury Farm. They might they might have something in the back there. But yeah, overall it was just yeah, they a, don't have a baseball field. It was a great day. I've done the tour a million times, so that wasn't anything new to me. But for Jake to be in the Green Monster, probably a cool little thing for that for him. And the garden. I mean, and then we were and saying the press box. And getting free Fenway Franks, I mean you pay about fourteen bucks not that much. But you pay probably about ten and between ten and twelve for a Fenway Frank these days. Never mind the beer. I mean, I killed those hot dogs. Oh, I did. I couldn't finish the beer. By the way, I still had some left when yeah, I threw it off. Damn, sorry. But um, overall, Jake. But getting the ability to hit balls on the best ballpark in the major leagues, how was it? Were you nervous? Were you, Were you excited? I mean, I was a little nervous. I guess I stopped playing baseball in third grade, and uh, you know, s- s- the the bat like swing is is not something I do too often. So I was a little nervous. I mean. We weren't the first ones in line to get out there. We watched some people succeed. We watched some people fail. We watched some, some blah, blah, blah. We watched some people that should have succeeded actually fail. We watched some people that didn't look like they were gonna do much do fantastic. There's this lady. I'm like, I don't think she got a chance to hit that ball. And then it was our turn. Third pitch. That would have been a perfect bunt. The ball was coming in much lower than I thought it would. So you know, a couple bad swings in there. You know, I, I you know the. I'm still, I'm still spinning after those swings. But I hit a couple pretty deep into center field, too. So I'm pretty satisfied with my day. I, you know, I got a few contract offers, but nothing yeah. that really tickled my fancy. So I said, you, you better up your ante or I'm going yeah. home to my uncle. Yeah. And if you're, if you're not... I probably shouldn't say that. She's going to say if your aunt had a, didn't have something, she'd be your uncle. But we'll talk about that on a different show. But, yeah, overall, it was a cool experience to be able to hit the balls at Fenway. I mean, I hit someone to the outfield. Most most of mine were ground ball, weak ground balls to shortstop. Xander Bogas probably would have had no problem with those ones. But overall, just to be able to hit at Fenway Park, and that was both of our first times actually being on Fenway Park. Be, I mean, being on the field at Fenway Park, I should say. Very cool. Definitely the nerves kicked in when I got to the plate, and I'm like, Jesus. I, I don't even remember looking, to be honest with you. Looking where? Like, anywhere besides, like... Directly the, at the pitcher? Like, do you remember yeah. looking at the monster? No. <laughs> I, I started to watch one of my balls when I hit it, like, pretty far, and then he just sent the next pitch, and I was, I was like... Lo- oh. I was locked in. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinks. pretty locked in. But overall, I was just thinking, like, we were nervous, and there was probably about maybe 40 people in that ballpark... Can you imagine, yeah, you imagine going out there? Like twenty five thousand, and just everybody watching you like swing and miss. I, I don't think I'd swing. I mean, I almost took the first pitch, <laughs> like a home run derby. But yeah, man, it was it was a fun day to be there. Thanks again to Mitch for doing that for us, and it's an opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, <coughs> work, cool. and then and then also getting the chance to be in the uh, the visiting team's dugout. Very cool opportunity as well. Yep. I don't know if you thought those seats were comfortable at all. They're okay. They were all right, but. I mean, I think I was thinking it's probably really nerve-wracking to just be on the edge of that dugout and watching baseball. Could get hit. All I've seen guys get hit, and they're like crazy. You've never seen it? No. Oh yeah, some guys they get whoa. They put like their ball, their ball. Out. They put their arm out. <laughs> and, My ball. Yeah, but yeah, overall, great experience being at Fenway. Anything that you expected today that you didn't see on the field? Hot blonde Players. in the front row. Anything you didn't expect? 
Um, I didn't expect to be as nervous as I was. Honestly. I yeah, I was a little, I was more nervous than I thought I'd be. I, I wasn't. I mean, I know we talked about it, and they, they he said it was a pitching machine. I would have liked the guy actually throwing pitches. That would have been cool. Why? It might have been a so I could hit them waist level, as you like to say, letters to knees kind of pitch there. But overall, he was a pretty good pitcher. That simulation guy. Yeah, you're talking about uh, the robot Bart. Yeah, the the robot Bart the robot. Coming all the way from Hanover. All right. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, moving on to... De- what? Part the robot from Hanover. Um, moving on to tennis. <laughs> um, the only tennis news, because we don't talk about too much tennis on this show. Uh, you hear about Serena Bina Verena? Yep, R.I.P. She didn't die. R.I.P. her career. No, yeah, Serena Williams decided she's going to hang him up. And we're, we're talking about the cleats. Serena Williams... Most people say she's probably the tennis best. Shoes. Yeah, most people say she's the best tennis player of the generation. I don't know if it's who else. What are the other options? Here? Federer, Venus. We're talking woman. Oh, um, Venus. Maria Sharapova. Oh, Maria Sharapova. Looks wise, I'd take Maria Sharapova to my hotel any day of the week. But we're talking about tennis player wise. I think it got to be Serena. Probably the best woman's tennis player to ever be on the planet Earth. So Serena, very good player. And we, we wish you well on your retirement if it actually does happen. You know, you know sometimes what the superstars do. Still waiting for that her and LeBron baby. Oh, yeah. When was it? They said that was going to happen someday? That was a very long time ago. But that, you think that's like what she's most known for, I feel like, besides for tennis. Okay. Her dad's a complete an asshole, by the way. So, fuck Did her. Did you see that movie? No, I didn't. On her dad? Yeah. No. Was it good? King Richard. I have to see it. So yeah, that that's the Serena Williams news. Let's get into some um, hockey stuff, and then not for a while, but I know Mike Crowdy the other day. It says one, it was one of the best days of his life. Quote from Mike Crowdy on Twitter: "It was one of the most happiest he's ever been," and I was actually very happy because I have been too high on the Bruins as of late, probably these last couple years, I should say. But Jake, you hear the news? We back. Yeah, we're we're back. And I said last year it could have been our last chance, but they're back, and they're bad, and they're black and gold. And Patrice Bergeron, I didn't think he'd be back at first, but he weighed his options. He still wants to play hockey. He's obviously good enough to still play hockey. I mean, the guy's a once-in-a-generational type talent with his offense and his defense and everything that he's provided to the Boston Bruins in the game of hockey. Bergeron says he's going to run it back for at least one more season. Why not? When you have a team with as many good players as the Bruins do. And he said the coaching change really didn't make him change his decision either way. So Patrice Bergeron announced that he's going to be back for at least one more season. I didn't think it was going to happen, Jake. Did you think he'd retire? No. Short and sweet, but he's Jake Plata. Um, Yeah, so Jake says no. And then the other news that I'm actually very surprised about, David Krejci, he went over to his country, the Czech Republic, for one season he said he liked it. He wa- I think he wanted to do it because he wanted to give back to the community, give back to his family. They, they were able to see him play hockey a lot more. But he says he wants to come back to Boston after spending one season over there. And I think a lot of it had to do with realizing that what him and Bergeron accomplished in their time together and what they still can accomplish with Martian and Pasternak and maybe the, the change of scenery with a new head coach here in Boston and Jim Montgomery and realizing they still have McAvoy and Carlo and some of those guys in the back end in defense, I think this Bruins team can be very good. And now you add two of their their guys back that are two of their best players. I think yeah. the Bruins could run it back. 
I really do. So yeah, I mean, they have a chance. They're, they're, they're getting old. But is this... take a good year, good regular season. Oh, it will. And you think this is the final run, or you think that the time has already passed? Um, unfortunately, I think the time has already passed. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I don't think it's passed. I think we still have a chance. And as much as I said it last year, I didn't know Krejci was coming back. David Krejci's a veteran. So if we don't win this year, is it over? Yeah, I mean, they're getting old as hell. I mean, I'm not, I mean, Krejci and, Berge, Krejci and Bergeron are old, and Martian and Pasternak aren't getting any younger. But I think they're going to run it back with these four guys, with DeBrusque there. He wants to be there. they got a new head coach. I think he changed the scenery a little bit, and I know this has nothing to do with it. Water. You want You want my bottle? No, I don't want your bottle. All right. But, yeah, you know. I want your sippy cup. You know what the Bruins, I know this might sound a little stupid, and I know Jake's listening in the kitchen, but the Bruins were there during that Celtics run. What is that supposed to mean? They were in the garden. They saw how far the Celtics went in the playoffs. And they probably realized that, you know what? Why not us? In this building, with that atmosphere, that intensity, all that entertainment, the factors that brought the Bruins into that playoff run. And I know it was a short run, but why not? Why can't they not do that? what the yeah, Celtics did? You know did? what? I, um, I watched the Celtics in the finals, too. I guess I'm just going to decide to go win my rec league championship now. That's completely different. We're not How pro- is that completely different? You can't just watch someone else do it and then say, yeah, I guess I'll do that. I didn't realize yeah. all you had to do was play. I think you can. I think with this roster that the Bruins have now with Krejci back and a new head coach and realizing that the Celtics went far in the playoffs and realizing that the Bruins can be one of the top five, I believe they can be one of the top three offenses in the game this season. Okay. And I don't know if you're listening, Mike Crowdy. You might think I'm delusional with that take, but I think it's completely true. So with the Bruins in that environment in the TD Garden – they want to be. They want to be what the Celtics were last year, and I'm not saying I'm not saying they want to lose in the finals, but they want to at least win a couple of playoff rounds because the Bruins haven't been able to get there those these last couple of seasons. I think it's completely reasonable that they can do it this season, but it all depends if they can all mesh together and get that chemistry back. So going on that, of the four Boston teams, starting at number four, rank who you think will actually will win a title last, or start at the beginning, which makes more sense. So you want me to name longest or longest from now or shortest from now first? Start start with the longest. We're not talking about the New England Revolution. We're not talking gotcha. about ties here, okay? I got four teams. I'll shake it. So what team out of the Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, and Patriots will it take the longest to win a title? And I feel really bad saying this. Bruins. But I think most of our teams in, are in kind of a bad situation right now. I think the Bruins. Um, because we just talked about it. I think they're they're beyond the point. I mean, they could put a good run together if they're going to win this year. But after that, the core is... It's kind of rebuilding. The core is no more. And I just don't have faith in this core winning. And I think it'll take a while to rebuild and, and come back for another. As much as I was hyping up the Bruins, I got them at four as well. I mean, La-di-da. they could win it this year, but I think... A rebuild is going to have to happen at some point a little bit, and their draft history has not been going too well in the last couple of seasons. So with that point, and the, the veterans getting older, yeah, maybe they could win this year, but if it doesn't happen, I think I think you could be talking maybe 10 to 15 year wait, and I'm not kidding you. Yeah. So number three. Who do you have number three? You still deciding? Oh, I thought you were writing it down. Um, I have the Bruins at four. And at number three, as much as we've seen in the past, the team success in the Brady years and all that, I have the New England Patriots at number three. 
I think the reason why is because there's a lot better teams in the NFL, whether it's the AFC and the NFC. And as good as Mac Jones can be, I think it could be a while. I don't think they have the defense right now. And I don't think Belichick is going to win another Super Bowl. I think it, it's going to be a new head coach eventually. Obviously, Belichick's not getting any younger. Oh, I thought Jake was like seeing things out the window. Um, yeah, I, I just think the Patriots, it's going to be a while for them. And I, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's probably going to be at least 10 years. I, too, have... Well, when you say that, it sounds like Mac isn't going to win a Super Bowl. Um, I think Mac could be here to, up to 15. So, I, too, have the Patriots third on this list. And I know in every sport, it's it's incredibly difficult to win a championship. But it just seems like the the system to build a team in football takes longer there's less transactions between teams where you can just say oh we're going to trade for two or three guys and now we have another core to make a run um and i just think that football is is really peaking in terms of like young competitive talent and the quarterbacks Um, yeah and and there's just so many good teams that i love more than the patriots um, yeah, so we're on the same page for those two. So, it, it's not that the Patriots are going to be bad. It's just, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl, and it, it's hard to build a team capable of doing it. So, I think it'll be a while. Yeah, I agree. So, four Bruins, three Patriots. I assume you got the Red Sox at number two. I do. I mean, the team's talented, and we've seen in years past with this team, I mean, nobody was expecting in 4 Yep. Nobody was really expecting in 2013, not even 2018. But sometimes the Red Sox just have these these seasons yeah. where it just happens. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. It seems like, especially in baseball, you can have a year like this, like they're currently having, and then just make a couple moves, get some chemistry, get some, some guys heating up at the right time, and these miracle runs happen, these these strong performing seasons happen and it's it could be a strategy shift it, it doesn't really need to be a whole roster turnover the red sox are that team that bounces from last to first. they do they just bounce around and i mean they could easily be a contender in a year or two and then on on number one obviously i mean it got to be the boston celtics right yeah they just well, they were just two win two wins from a championship they just went to a championship they're, they're gonna win next year so Jake's continent. But, I mean, yeah, they got the core back. They added Brogdon and Gallinari. There's not much more to talk about with that, but you just lose in the in the NBA Finals, and you can easily go back and get there next year and even win it next year. We'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm hoping for the best with that situation there. All right, so for about the last 10 to 15 minutes of the show, got a little 10-question quiz for Jake. I, I got to admit I changed two of the questions that seemed like, oh, kin- no. seemed like kindergarten questions, and then we're going to go with, over our two NFL depth charts of the week, Philadelphia Eagles, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see how good we are here. So with the 10 questions for Jake with the MLB trivia. Like the 10 commandments? Yeah, like the four questions. We ain't talking about Passover yet, folks. No, um, so question number one for Jake Platter. I don't know the social security number for him, but we're not going to tell everyone that either. Because why? That would be bad. Why would we do that? Number one, name at least one starting pitcher for the best team in baseball right now, the L.A. Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw. See, that's why I was confused when you said that before. You said, like, Tony... Get, 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 I said Tony Gonsolin. Yes, so you were, just, you were just messing around. So one for one, yeah, that's the guy that most people would say, and he's currently on the injured list right now, so hopefully you get healthy soon, Clayton Kershaw. He's got the... He's on the roster. He is, it counts. 
Question number two, name the five teams. I almost went with NL East, but I gave you the AL East, so keep it going. Five teams in the American League East. Red Sox. It's only one. Yankees. Yeah. Rays. Orioles. That's four. Yeah. You don't know the other? Blue Jays. <laughs> two for two. I almost changed that one. That was, that was too easy. I think you saw the, the five teams on the Green Monster today. That's what it was. I didn't see your text until we got back to my apartment. All right, all right, all right. So question number three could be his first wrong one of this contest we have going on here. Mm-hmm. How many teams make the playoffs this year in Major League Baseball? Bless me. Bless you. It was uh, the... Bless you. The air outside. So. Thanks. So, yeah, this season, it's a little different than in years past. How many teams make the playoffs out of the... 30. Get 15 in each. I'm stuck between two... Two teams make the playoffs? Two choices. Uh, you can say the choices and then narrow it down after. I'm going to lock in my final answer at 12 teams. What were you stuck between? Just curious. 12 and 14. Well, the bad news is that I'm a little hungover from last night. But the good news is you got the answer right. 12 teams is right. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I forget how they're doing it. Because, I mean, it's... It's probably it's the three w- division winner and then three wild cards. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know what they're going to do in the wild card round. Well, they should just take the the worst of the two division winners. The three division winners. And have, yeah, and, and play. have it play the best wild card yeah, team. Yeah, that's what they're probably going to do. Which I, or the worst wild card team. I don't know. In years past, the division winners obviously take a break because it's only one they wild card team. each division winner play one of the wild card teams. Yeah, but I think if you win your division, you deserve to be in that final four. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so you got it right. So you have like a round robin? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do like a three freaking round robin. I'd rather just puke right there in that. All right, question number four. Who currently leads Major League Baseball in home runs? Well, it's only, it's only a very educated guess, but I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. Correct. It's not even that close right now. Okay. I think he's probably at least – I think he has like 44 right now, which is insane. He might, he might break the rec- – uh, not the record, but come in second. I think he has 45. I think he's the guy in second is like 37 or 38, maybe less. Like Schwarber, maybe. But all right, question number five, another New York question, moving on to the Mets. Do you know the name of their star first baseman? Um, four for four. The Mets star first baseman. You know, but maybe you don't know right now. Mancini. The correct answer, you're doing really good today, Thanks. is not Trey Mancini. Okay. <laughs> I tried to trick you. Trey Mancini's on the ball. On, he was in the Orioles, now he's on the Astros. You're, you're going to hate yourself for this one. The answer is Peter Alonzo. Yeah, Peter Alonzo. So four for five ain't bad, but you better get these last couple. Question number six, name the Red Sox double-A and triple-A teams. The Portland Sea Dogs. Double-A. The Warwick Red Sox. Really? Is that when they moved? Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So Worcester, uh, shh, we'll give them a half a point. Come on. I knew I, I knew they moved from Pawtucket. We'll give them 0.75 of a point. All right, so 
Yeah, Worcester. I, I can't believe they still made that move to this day. I don't know where they went. Who cares? Question number seven. Where do the Cubs and the Orioles play their home games at? Two of the, well, they play in different places. Two of the better stadiums in the Major League Baseball, in my opinion. Both of these are probably... The Cubs stadium is easily a top three stadium. Wrigley. Right, and then the Orioles stadium is probably a top five, definitely a top ten. I don't know the name of the Orioles stadium. Um, Oriole Park at... Blank, blank. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, I don't know, College Park? Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Have you heard of Camden Yards before? Yeah. Now you have. So that's a point five. We're, we're getting points, but we're not getting the full point. That's okay. Question number eight, down to the final three questions. By the way, numbers nine and ten are the ones I changed. Great. I got rid of the Red Sox shortstop because that was a baby question. <laughs> yeah. And then I got rid of the who do the Yankees get at the trade deadline from the Red Sox. Because you knew I knew both answers. Yeah, I know. So we, we, can't ha- we can't have that. Okay, great. Question number eight, the oldest player on the St. Louis Cardinals is... You got this before. Albert Pujols. Correct. Good. So right now you got four, five, five point five, six point two five. Yeah, about 6.25. And then we get two big questions coming up right here. Question number nine. Who is the current starting catcher for the Boston Red Sox? No, it's not Christian Vasquez. Arroyo. He is on the Red Sox, but he's not a catcher. Um, Could redeem himself with point two five. Only two five. Um, it's like when you're in a slam dunk contest and you miss the first dunk and yeah, and your everything else is worthless even if it's a good pick. Um, I ain't giving you an eight. Hmm. You want his initials? Well, I'm assuming I lose points if I get his initials. Yeah, you're only going down from here. Um. Is it a is it a recently acquired player? He's been here for about two or three seasons. Okay. He was the backup to Vasquez this whole season. Okay. But now he's the starter. Okay. I'm pretty sure he might have caught one into the game that year, this year. It was it Vasquez? You know, I re- you, I remember when we were doing the Red Sox roster thing. I, I think remember you talking it. about him, but I'm not going to get it right now. The yeah. Give me the initials. KP. King Philip. KP. Well, their backup is Reese McGuire right now, the guy that was masturbating at the stop yep. in, uh, in front of the Dollar Tree. Yep. KP. <laughs> um, so stupid. No. Kevin Pulwecki. Oh, I almost said something very close to that. What? Have you heard of him? I almost said Kevin something. So that's an X. Number 10. This is a how many can you name. Mm-hmm. And I said in parentheses, six is a passing grade. Okay. Like so I get full points if I, if I get six? Players for the New York Yankees. How many players for the Yankees can you name? I only have to name six? In my opinion, that's a passing grade. Because okay. I was thinking to it and I thought you'd know five. Okay. Judge. Yep. Stanton. Um... Ben Attendee. Yep. Those are three of the five I thought you'd know. Cole. Those are four of the five I thought you'd Chapman. know. Chapman. And those are the five that I thought you'd know. That's why I said a passing grade of six. Um, 
And then... I thought about this deep down. They... It's like when you do an over-under, you know. Have, um... <sighs> no, 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 I got it. I, I, know the, I know who I'm trying to think. See, of. those five were easy. Um... Now that they have Ben and Tendi. Yeah. But they have, um... I don't think you're going to get another pitcher. Why not? Because I think it would be a position blur if you did. Okay. Can you go around the infield? Would that make it easier? Or outfield? Would that make it more confusing? Um, it's like, wait, where's shortstop? Wait, does the catcher stand behind the plate? I'm thinking. Um, I'll, I'll get the depth charts ready. Who'd they just get rid of? Joey Gallo? Yeah. Done. Gone. Doesn't count. Okay. Um, Mm. The name I'm trying to think of starts with a J. So... The first or last? His first name. Um, What? Actually, I know someone that starts with a J, but he's gone. A J. <laughs> That's like the most least common, probably baseball first name. No way, dude. There's Joey, I mean, there's Jackie, there's Juan. There, um, so Yankees. Juan. Um, they have to have like some vets. So... Let's go with... I'll give you till 3.30. Maybe 1. It depends how if the minutes go in all the way. Okay. Um, 3.31 to drop dead latest. So put your cap on. Corey Seager. Wrong. I mean, he's on a team, but not the Yankees. Okay. Um... I'm all over the place here trying to think of different positions on their team. Um, For the New York Yankees, you have officially one minute to go. Okay. Um, And then we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's take a look at these Eagles. Wow. One minute till Eagles. Uh, Pitchers, nothing. I'm trying to think of who they they bring in for relief. You said um, Chapman. I know I said Chat. Obviously, I knew Chapman. Um, you know any of their other status? You know their first baseman. That's the one you'd probably... I was trying. That's the one you'd probably get. I was trying to get their first baseman. That's um, the one you'd get. Or their second baseman. I mean, plays third. He plays all over the infield. But I'm sorry to tell you that. Yeah, c- cut the cut the cord. So the one that I thought you'd get that their first baseman is was Anthony Rizzo. Oh, yeah. Ever heard of him before? Yeah. And then DJ LeMahieu, maybe. was another yeah. common name. A couple other common names. Aaron Hicks, I mean, not as common. And then starting rotation-wise, they're not as common. You get Jamison Tyone. You get Nestor Cortez. Chad Green. Clay. I mean, Chad Green's on the team. Clay Holmes in the bullpen. Jose Trevino. 
I feel like they have, I don't know, that's about it. Oh, I was trying to think of... Glaber Torres. I was trying to think of someone that you're not naming. Glaber Torres? No. What position? I don't know. Are you going to the Yankees roster? Oh, you can do that? Yeah. Those are, those are pitchers. Josh Donaldson? Is that him? It's a J. Was that about... I guess that's who I was... Thinking of. He's thinking, I could have said Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, old Red Sox player. That would have been a big come up. You would have uh, been like, whoa. That would have been weird. She says, like, Kyle Higashioka. <laughs> All right, so our two depth charts of the week are the Eagles and the Buccaneers, two NFC teams. Starting first with the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people were talking about this today are actually picking Philadelphia to win the division. We haven't taken a deep dive into them yet, so let's take at least a small dive. Their kicker, Jake Elliott, feel like he's been there forever. Yeah. I, I used to have him all the time. Mm-hmm. Their punter, who the hell is this guy? Aaron Sippos. 29-year-old, never heard of him. Yeah, what? Their defense. They always have a good defensive line in Philadelphia. I like it. With Brandon Graham, veteran. Fletcher Cox, veteran. Javon Hargrave, up-and-coming beast. Josh Sweat, he's very good, I guess. And Jordan Davis might have been one of the steals of they, this They past. just got him from, from Georgia. Washington. From Georgia. No, Sweat. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Jordan Davis was one of the best defensive players in the nation. They got him from Georgia. Their defensive line is in. They have Derek Barnett on the end, too. That's one of the better defensive lines in all of football, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Then their linebackers aren't as good, but they acquired Hassan Reddick, who, who's been in this league for a little bit. TJ Edwards and Kaiser White are guys that were with the Eagles. I mean, TJ Edwards, I don't think Kaiser White was there last year. Edwards is a good player, he makes a lot of tackles. Kaiser White came from the Chargers. They got a lot of good players there, a lot of good guys that can make make that defense a little easier if the secondary's not as good. But And then you look, you, you drafted N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia. So you drafted two Georgia guys that can go in and play right away, and then you, you have a great front seven, in my opinion. Jake, any thoughts on that? No, I agree with you. They're a little older, but... Yeah, Cox has been around. Is Cox like 35? He's only 31. Brandon Graham's probably in his 30s, 34. Yeah, those guys are getting up there. And then the secondary to me is actually pretty good. It's not bad. I mean, Darius Slay is a great player. Darius Slay is a great cornerback. James Bradbury, you acquired from the Giants. Mm-hmm. They had high hopes for him. He hasn't really panned out to what Levante he was supposed to Maddox. be. And Maddox is a guy that can be your number three cornerback with ease. That was one of their top cornerbacks last season. And then you look at your, your safeties. Anthony Harris from the Vikings isn't bad. Marcus Epps isn't horrible. I think the Eagles might have a very good defense this year. It's very good. And in years past, I thought it was. In years past, you think it's pretty good. But I feel like something always happens, like, year in and year out with the Eagles. Usually it's the secondary. But with, with the top one, number one cornerback in Darius Slay, now you have another good one in James Bradbury. This team, to me, I don't know if they're the favorites to win the NFC East because I haven't really dived down on Dallas, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are. But the, the big question now lies on the other side of the football, and that's the offense. Offensive line, you get very good tackles in Lane Johnson. Seems like he's been there forever. And then Jordan Mayo, however you pronounce his last name, your guards are Isaac Swaymalo, however you pronounce his last name. Then you got Landon Dickerson. Jason Kelly's regard, Kelsey's regarded as one of the better centers in football. Maybe even the best. To me, the line's a little bit old, but it, it's not too bad if you have an older line. They're experienced. Played together, too. They've already had a year together with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. And the Eagles, it, to me, it always seems like they always have a pretty good offensive line. And to me, this year's not going to be any different. Yeah. They're, they're very good. Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. There's no questions about that. Will Gardner Minshew see time? I mean, he's not a bad backup plan. 
He won't see time unless Hurts is injured. Yeah, it's not a bad backup plan to have. Jalen Hurts, a lot of people are very high on this year. I'll let you know if I'm high on him in a little bit. But the running situation... Or maybe you're just high. Yeah, maybe I am. The running situation, I don't think it changed at all from last year. It was Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. A lot of people thought he was going to take over that running back, um, the number one running back there. Well, he didn't, by any means. Boston Scott, he's a guy that can... Is he a kick return? Is he listed as their number one kick returner? Rager. Yeah, so Boston Scott's not bad for a third option. Jake, you like the running back game that they got going on? No. Not high on Sanders? Not really. I, I think he had a bad, a unusually bad year last year. He's a better player than what we saw a year ago. But I don't think he's anything to call home about. I don't think you should be like, have you seen this yeah. Miles Sanders guy? Don't call he, him mommy. He averaged... 3.8 yards per carry and got zero touchdowns. You should, should really check him out. Yeah. And then Kenneth Gainwell is not a bad backup plan to have there, but the running back situation to me, it doesn't make me jump out of my bed either. And then the real the real thing is, who's Jalen Hurts throwing the football to now? Your tight end, they got rid He's of... He's a great receiving core. You got rid of Zach Ertz because I guess they didn't need him that much because Dallas Goddard is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Dallas Goddard to me, is an, uh, he's a number one tight end. This is the first year he really gets to show. He gets to show if he is a number one tight end. I think he can be. He can be decent. And then receiver wise, you go out and you add AJ Brown. Yep. As much as me and Jake hate on AJ Brown, he could make a, a completely it's different. That, it's not that we hate on him so much. I just don't put him in this elite class of you know who's the best receiver in the game. AJ Brown's name never comes to mind. No, definitely me. not. Never. But he obviously makes a room better. Like he. Yeah. He's, what, he's cracking, the door shut? yeah, he's cracking the top three receivers on any team in the NFL. You put him anywhere you want, he's going to be there. Well, he's the and, number one now, isn't he? In it? Philadelphia, yeah, I mean, on paper, sure. I think that he's the number one. I wouldn't be surprised if Smith ends with the better season of the two. Um, That's a good combination to have. At but the, yes, at absolutely. It's, it totally changes their offense to have someone like Brown, Brown on the team. And then their number three guy... I was talking about this last year, but when I was at my sports broadcasting camp, all these kids at my camp were so high about this Quez Watkins guy and saying he was going to be very good. He had an okay year and last year. year. He was okay, but him being your number three, not bad. And I he, don't think it's that bad because they still have Rigor. Yeah, they still have Jalen Rager. He did nothing last year, and and they still have longtime Colt. Yeah, Greg. No, Greg Ward, the the guy who was an Eagle forever. And then you have Zach Pasco from the Colts. Yeah, and he's fine. One of those guys will probably not make the team, maybe Ward or something. But overall, on paper, this Eagles team doesn't look that bad. No, they're they're pretty good. They don't have that many holes. No. And usually there's at least one hole. If you had to say, maybe it's the running game. But besides from that... Guard play. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'd be jumping for joy right now. All right, let's get to our last safeties. one. What, the safeties? Yeah, they... Buccaneers, the defending... Not champions. Kicker and punter here. You got Ryan Suckup and another punter I've never heard of in Jake Camarda. They didn't even get the Super Bowl. We defending. Almost champion. How is the D-line? How's the defense? Good. Very good. Up front, you don't have Sue anymore. Nope. Don't need him. You don't have JPP anymore. Don't need him. He's either. a free agent. Yep. Your nose tackles are Vita Vey and William Gold. Vita Vey is the nose tackle. Guy who weighs about, what's he weigh, 340? More. The guy's a, a beast. He weighs... The f- we can't currently find out what he weighs. Who cares? The guy's bigger than me. 
So Vita Vey's their nose tackle. Hopefully this is still going. Vita Vey's their nose tackle. And then on the on the ends, you got William Golston, who's pretty good. You like William Golston? Yes. It, they signed Akeem Hicks as well. Great addition. Akeem Hicks is a guy that he was with the Patriots for a little while too. Whatever. Oh, so yeah, he was with the Patriots for a bit, little bit. He showed what he can do. They also have Joe Tryon, who they drafted, another guy that can hit the quarterback, sack the quarterback, tackle the quarterback. You know, he can also play linebacker as well. He's pretty good. Yep. So their D line is good. Then their linebackers, I mean. Could be one of the best in football. Levante Davis getting out there in age, but he still got it. Devin White is really good. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett had that awesome season a couple years back. Wasn't as good last year, but those three guys together with a line like that, their one weakness is their, is their secondary, and it's not that bad. I don't think it's bad at all. Your corners are Carlton Davis. Sean Murphy Bunting's now number three, and then you got Jamal Dean. And we made fun of it a couple years ago, and it really was. It's probably middle of the pack still. But with those three it's guys... It's just because his name is Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah, we just think right. he's going to blow. Yeah. Carlton Davis was hurt last season. Tom Brady loves him. Thinks he can be phenomenal. Jamal Dean's not bad. And then your safeties... Logan Ryan can play safety and cornerback. I guess so. And Antoine Winfield, extremely high hopes for this kid. His dad was a star. Mm-hmm. Keanu Nails, a backup from Pittsburgh. The Bucks defense is back. And maybe it's a... Yeah, I, don't no, want, I like him. I don't want to say it's a blessing that Sue and um, JPP aren't there anymore, but maybe it is. I mean, they it's were a younger older. room now. It's a younger room is right. And finally, the offense. The offensive line is dealing with all kinds of issues right now. I mean, center-wise. Your tackles are still Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs is fantastic. And Donovan Smith's not bad either. Those guys are phenomenal. Shaq Mason. That's actually niche. We know how good Shaq Mason is for all of his years in New England. Very good. Aaron Stinney. He could be good, I guess. He's probably the weakest link of that O-line. Unfortunately, Ryan Jensen, I think, is out for the season. What did he? He got he rolled over. I have no idea. They that's all that happens. These huge guys fall on top of them. Yeah. So Ryan Jensen got hurt, and then today at practice, the twins, huh? Same guy. Yeah. Robert Hainsey, their backup center, got hurt today too. So that's a big storyline to monitor. If you don't, if you have your third string center out there, knowing Tom Brady, he'd want them to get someone. But the offensive line's good, and the center situation will pro- probably be fine. Probably. Running back situation. Leonard Fournette is the main man here. He's the only man here. Because Ronald Jones is gone. Who's Rashad White? I don't know. It says Rashad. So they have him. Gio Bernard's back, and so is Keyshawn Vaughn. Fournette's going to have a big year. I'm not loving the running back situation. No, I mean, Fournette's a little older, but, like, he is just fine. And he's going to get a lot of work from that team. Yeah, I mean, Ronald Jones was a good guy to have. That's a bell cow. But maybe it'll be Gio Bernard. This Keyshawn Vaughn guy could be sneaky good, very fast. And then, I don't know who Rashad White is. Tight end situation is different from last year, reason being. Gronk retired. O.J. Howard is now in Buffalo. But you got Cameron Braid back, and you added Kyle Rudolph. It's definitely a downgrade from what you had last year, but it's not great. They're still fine. No, be, they're fine. Be, with Brady, it's fine. I think it's, it's two playable tight ends. Most teams don't have that in the NFL. Rudolph's good, and Cameron Braid's a guy that he'll probably score four or five touchdowns this season. Probably. It was a great year for him. With Brady's quarterback. I like the kind and of Rudolph Rudolph's probably get a couple more. I always have Rudolph in fantasy up until last year. He's like, Rudolph the red-nosed man. I just love his name. And then what will Brady be throwing to? From a last lot. season, he brings back Evans and God. Did he lose any receivers from last year? Antonio Brown. Yeah. So Antonio Brown's gone, but you bring in... Russell Gage, Julio Jones. Rashad Perriman. You still get Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. I mean, 
There's no excuses for this guy. Tyler Johnson's back. Yeah, you get too much almost. He does have too much. It's very deep. How's Julio Jones going to be? I mean, honestly. He probably won't even play. They have they have a lot. Julio might not play. And yeah, with your tight ends, Bray and Rudolph. I mean, you have Evans and Godwin. They'll probably put Julio in for Hail Marys. Russell Gage is a very low-key good addition, too. Yeah, he's, uh, it's fine. One of Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, and Brashad Perriman, they're not all going to make the team. And that Cyril Grayson guy was kind of good towards yeah, the end no, of the season. I'd be too. curious to see where they go if they get cut. I mean, yeah, a, a receiver-needy team could pick up one of those guys. Perriman was like the top receiver for a team a few years ago. Ryan Griffin's a number four quarterback. With Trask and Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, so it's interesting what they got going on there. So we That's went over a great team. two very good teams we talked about. Could it be an NFC Championship preview? Who knows? I doubt it, but that'd be something. Who knows? But that's going to be it. not crazy. Not crazy at all. That's it for week 102. I'm exhausted. I'm overtired. I'm tired. My head hurts. I got to pack. I'm going to Cape tomorrow. Jake got a big basketball game tonight. Yes, I do. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Go, go um, Team Platter tonight.